What's up, everybody? Phil Rogacki here with another episode of Two Tree Guy Podcast. We have a mini episode today uh, by Instafamous F. Mecky, also known as Matt Meckley, uh, who's going to be on the show today and uh, talk about a seven-part falling plan. Uh, you know, these these episodes we have, if this is the first time you guys ever listened to it. We have many different episodes. Uh, we have What's Your Story? That's a mini episode. Um we have your full length episodes, we have your gear talks, and we have your safety talks. So different episodes we're going to play throughout the week for you guys, kind of giving you a, a bunch of different flavors of information and uh, good stories uh, around the table and around the podcast table. Uh, you know, and on this episode, the mini episodes, um, this is the first time we've just talked about a subject uh, before. And uh, usually our mini episodes are What's Your Story? But Matt's been on the show like 37 times, so we know his story like the back of our hand. Uh, so, But today we're going to do a little uh, just some knowledge from an industry badass in, in Arborfest um, for that. But before we get started hearing about this, guys, there's a fee, and uh, that fee is to uh, pay it forward, to share this, share this to the industry, share this to a friend uh, that has something to learn. Uh, like I, I always say on the show, we don't get paid on this. We don't make any money from this. This is something we just do to give back, uh, and we have a great time doing it. So it's very rewarding. Uh, and plus, whatever goes out in the universe is going to live forever and hopefully help individuals out there today. So, Matt, welcome again. Uh, episode number 38 with Meckley. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again. Yeah, man. So so Arborfest, how's it been so far? Arborfest has been great. Uh, it's my second year being asked to come back, which is pretty awesome. Uh thankful for new jersey crane and vsg for wanting me to come out and then uh it's also cool to be a part of the academy out here like we got a pretty heavy setup of everything we can offer to go across the country and whatnot so well you actually did that yeah yeah we definitely you, yeah. you drove across country on what was it uh about five days ago they they loaded up a trailer matt and jared abergina and they drove across country from california all the way to Asheville, north carolina but you guys made a stop in uh Georgia, right? Yeah, I made a stop in Georgia, picked up some gear that we had left out there from a previous training last mm -hmm. year. Yeah. So we picked that up. Basically, we made it here in three days. The, the fourth day, we had like an hour hour drive, and then we just started setting up and, you know, yeah. a lot to set up. And It was like two days of setup. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of stuff we're bringing to the table here that, you know, shows our capabilities of being able to train all over the country. Mm -hmm. So, And... and some new new things that Jared I know has been working on. So it was the first time setting those up, the limb park, yeah. setting up the tree stands and the felling stations and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but super, you know, I came and seen him for the first time all set up. I wasn't a part of the setup. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, looked looked great. Um, and I was nervous him getting on those tree stands, but they held up. Oh, yeah. It's crazy what he took from his brain I know. and then put with a welder and some steel like, the dude's a genius so <laughs> like it, it's crazy to see how his mind works and how he can make things with it so uh yeah it's pretty cool what we what he made is basically everything we offer at the ranch yeah, yeah. so we can just bring our home base wherever we need to go that's as cool. long as anyone can supply logs that's yeah that's it that's the only thing we need and maybe in the future we'll be able to uh there might be two trucks taking it so we'll have our log truck and we'll have a, yeah, exactly. another truck going across country from exactly. that but let's talk about um uh, your talk that you're having today uh, at Arbor Expo, the the seven part uh, falling plan. Yeah, so Jared, Jared has this whole thing with the seven part falling plan, and we're and for me, my experience the last five years of my career, I've been falling. So 
just going through basically the whole plan that you should have before you even think about cutting into a tree. So, mm -hmm. you know, you got your, you basically assess what the tree is then you start to go over the hazards. Mm -hmm. So that's part one and you go over. So, so, so talk, well, let me back up a little bit on yeah. that. Uh, five years you've been, you've been falling trees. Yeah. Just about, uh, describe to the people that are listening, um, kind of some of your jobs you've had, some of the work, kind of your day to day of, what does a faller do, yeah. you know, and, and what type of trees are you dealing with? How many trees are you cutting per day? Some of the risk and hazards that are falling in your way, uh, some of the obstacles, some of the days you wake up and you say F this and some of the days you're like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. All right. So I started off Perkins, asked myself and Brian to come out, be the climbers of their new hazard falling crew that they're getting. And for PG&E after all the fires came out learned Perkins five-part falling plan and how to actually use the saw and how to read the tree. Started with that, doing PG&E work. I think I was on PG&E stuff for like 18 months. Mm -hmm. So I did that, left PG&E because I was getting kind of tired of utilities. And then that's when we had the year 2020 is when all those crazy fires broke out. So then started doing that. That's where I really got my like crazy experience with uh, being able to cut a tree down without a rope and being able to read everything, trees that are on fire, trees that could just fall apart while you're cutting them, you know? So that was 2020 with the fires was probably where I got cut my teeth with big yeah. tree falling without any gear. And what's a big tree in California? Oh man, down in the Creek fire, I think there was a day where we were cutting four footers all day. Holy shit. All four footers. How many would you get through in a day? Probably like yourself. Myself, I'd probably cut... I don't know. On fires, it's kind of different. It's not production mode. So I'd say maybe 20, 25 trees. A day. Yeah, a day. Four footers. Yeah, but that's like a 12-hour day just driving or hiking to wherever, wow. you know? Okay. But uh, so that's basically how I got it. And then I went back to a little bit more of utility work. Mm -hmm. uh, I did some stuff up in Oregon. And then we had that project in Oregon for Atlas. Mm -hmm. And that, that was like, that, that was how i learned how to cut and run a job yeah how and many guys were you running i don't remember on my side there was, way there too was many a, yeah there was a lot and it was multiple and, companies and it wasn't just you know fallers i mean you're running operators Traffic control operators the people yeah. marking the trees the biologists the you know everyone so that was crazy and then still cutting full time and then i met some old timers on that job who like i basically became a student again and just watched them how they do it and then i brought those tools into my bag yeah and saw how their work ethic is at 60 years old so it's yeah, like yeah. man you can do whatever <laughs> let's let's go through like on that creek fire um you know cutting these four footers let's let's take you know you approaching the tree you know step one to all the way to step seven and let's talk through each one of those so yeah. so in your mind coming up waking up the morning What's your preparation before going out there to, to fell trees? So my morning preparation is, you know, make sure I have a sharp saw. I saw that. Are you doing really that tonight before or usually yeah, the morning e up? Yeah, every, every night when I get done working, my saw is sharp, my air filter's clean, I, my saw works immaculate because that's what keeps me safe, makes the job easier. So that's the first thing is having a sharp saw and having the right tools. Then you go out, you know, you're hiking, whatnot, you come across a tree and you start to, you know, look at, what does it look like? Heights, hazards, leans. Those are the first three. So you want to see the height, the hazards. What's hazardous around you? Are there trees hung up in it? Does it got hangers? Is the top going to break out? What's the basic like? Then you go with your leans. 
<clears throat> you read the topography, you kind of hike around 360 degrees, and you start to judge where you want to put it, where can you put it, and where do you not want to fight it. Because on mm -hmm. trees like that, you don't want to fight them. You really just want to put the tree where you can. Where it wants to go. Where it wants to go. But in residential aspects, you know, if you're a good faller, you want to have a full plan on where that lean is. How can you compensate? Because falling in the residential setting is all about compensation. Mm -hmm. Trees don't lean the way you want them to. So you have to always compensate how to miss the hazards or how to mitigate them and where you can put that tree. So it's heights, hazards, leans. That is your first three. Now, are you writing anything down when you're doing this? No, I mean, I, I don't. I'm just taking mental notes, you know, yeah. from experience and yeah. like always just being able to read them, you know. So, so what would you what would you what advice would you give someone that's kind of new into fouling, you know, uh, getting into it? Any anything for someone new rather than somebody that's a little bit more experienced? Um, I'd say work, work on your observation skills. Really read a tree before you even think about that saw. So reading, like just having good observa observation, reading the ground and everything. That's the biggest thing because if you don't observe, then you can't come up with the proper plan. Mm -hmm. Without a proper plan, you're going to die mm -hmm. or get really injured. So coming up with that proper, <laughs> proper, proper plan. plan. Proper plan. Proper plan. Proper, proper. So, so uh, step one is your assessment of the, the, exactly. the situation. Yeah, assessment of the tree. Okay. And then the second one is basically you're coming up with what what are the hazards in there and how can you mitigate them? And then the leans, that's where you can tell where, where you can put the tree. You go 360 degrees, calculate the lean, and you say, okay, I'm going to put it right here. That's the path of least resistance, and that's where the tree ultimately wants to go. You can cheat a little, but that's where it ultimately wants to go. So you got that, then your leans. Then you start to come up with your, what, what type of face cut am I going to use? Where am I going to gun at? Where, where, what? Is it going to be a humble, open face, or conventional? Mm -hmm. And then you got that. Okay, talk, talk <clears throat> about those three on there. How, how are you choosing which, which three you want to use in, in the situation? So each have different effects. So we'll start off with the conventional. Conventional, that's pretty much the standard cut for most people besides the West Coast and like uh, Canada and whatnot. So mm -hmm. it's basically... You do your, it, it's really dependent on the size of the tree too. So you could either start with your top cut or your gunning cut, which is your bottom cut. For me, starting with your gunning cut first really ensures that you're going to put that tree where you want it. If you start with the top cut and you're looking down the gunning site, it's kind of, it's, it can be hit or miss, you know, on bigger trees because then you got to walk the saw around and whatnot. I'd say work, do it for small trees, but on big trees, no, you start with your gunning cut first. Then do your top cut and that cut that cut leaves has the tree hang on the stump a little bit more but it still has that lower shelf to mm -hmm. pop and break so it, you know it hangs on to the stump a bit more and it also like if you're in a logging job it it ruins a, a good bit of millable log got it so now with an open face you put a humble you basically it's a conventional and a humble together it's super open and it allows that tree as it starts to go over there's no shelf or nothing. That tree will just hang on to the last minute. Mm -hmm. So with that, you get the most control as the tree goes down. Like the conventional and the humble, once that tree hits and hits that um, the shelf, Pop. it breaks. Yeah. So then you're like, well, if you didn't open your face enough, it breaks. That tree can that tree can do some things that you like that you'll you won't expect. It'll hang on or shoot to the left or right, depending on how open that face cut is. Mm -hmm. 
And then the Humboldt, which I traditionally use, being on the West Coast now, it allows the butt to kind of push off the stump mm -hmm. because it hangs on and then pops. So it kind of pushes it down. It also allows um, allows the allows you to leave more merchantable wood on the timber because gotcha. you're making a flat cut at the at the base of the stump, and and the the I guess the the face cuts lower. So you just you just left with a clean butt with a hinge that you just trim off. Got it, got it. So step three of this is picking your cut. Yeah, face Pick, cut. Picking your face cut. What what are you gonna be What are you gonna be using on that? Yeah. In this in the situation that you're in. Exactly. Okay. And then, uh, so the other part is like, what what do you need to get this tree to come over? Do you do you need rope? Do you need wedges? You know, are you gonna need to put a jack in it? Are you going to need two ropes? Are you going to need a cable? You know, so that every guy line, mm -hmm. all those things will, will be in the plan too, because that's like, you know, if you got a tree that you know you can fall, but if it's got way too much back lean or side lean, and that's where you come in with plan, uh, plan two, you put the rope in and you could, you, it helps you accomplish that job easier and safer. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to worry about the tree breaking off and ruining Miss Daisy's house or going yeah. across a creek or whatnot. And in the utility, it's it's mandatory, mandatory. for PG&E. Yeah. PG no matter no matter what, what. And it, it doesn't even matter if it's forward leaning. If yeah. you're on it and it's over 24 dBh, you need two ropes in it. That's just protocol. That's that's a cover your ass, yeah. cover your ass thing. You know. Yeah. Okay. So you got that. You got your ropes in the tree, whatnot, or how you're gonna do it, and then you come up with the back cut. How am I going to back cut this? Does it have forward lean? Is it a double cut? Do I quarter it out? Do I back it up with wedges? You know, that's all that's all part of the plan as well, because with a board cut, you um, you basically you, that's for clearing out the material and leaving a hinge. Yeah. Instead of with the weight, the weight, if you do just a straight back cut on a forward leaner, it'll barber chair. So with the board cut, you want to remove all that material and leave a trigger in the back. That leaves you an escape route, and you just tap it, and the tree goes over. Or if you use a bore cut, you can make a perfect hinge, and you know that tree is going to go wherever you want because you've already taken all the calculations. And so you do the then you do the bore cut, make a nice hinge, and it'll go usually where you want it to go when you when you come up with this plan. Hmm. And then the, just a straight back cut, you know. And no, knowing like what you said too on you know the gear and the wedges, knowing how many wedges you need. Oh yeah. How many times have you been out there and fell on a tree and you didn't have enough wedges? Oh man, multiple times. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's from misreading your tree though. You know, if you run out of wedges, then that's your fault for not reading the leans right. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be fighting a tree that bad unless yeah. it's like in a residential setting, and there that at that point. It's so precise and everything has to be perfect. You bring all the wedges, you bring the jack, you bring the axe, you know, you put the rope in the tree. So <laughs> Bob almost fell over. <laughs> oh, oh, Bob. Okay. <laughs> all right. What's what's the next step? So we got the we did the back cut. We got the assessment. We got yeah. hazards, face cut, face cut, plan, plan, and then the back cut. So we talked about the back cut. Four's back cut. Yeah. Okay. Then figuring out your escape route. Five escape route. Yeah. Let's talk about the escape route. So your escape route, basically that that should be understood the most because statistically everyone die, well not everyone, but people die on the first 15 foot of the stump. If you stay on that stump, you're likely to get smacked or killed. So statistically, you have a better chance of surviving when you get outside that 15. Yeah, exactly. If you're outside of that 15 feet and you run out of a 45, you don't run parallel or anything, you run on a 45, 
and you don't just run away haphazardly not looking at it you watch that tree so with your escape route when you figure out you clear it out so you're cleaning it out cleaning out stubs any debris you have a clear distinct path you also want to do some muscle memory like me if it's a gnarly tree and i know like i got a boogie i'll i'll practice that run so when it comes time to the big show and it's gonna go i'll just you, muscle you, memory i got it you you've know, done I, it three four times exactly like, i know okay exactly so that's that's a huge that's a huge part of the volume and, and it's your confidence too of by practicing that you're like i know this path is oh, yeah. good I, I just did it three times yeah at sierra tahoe i had a tree with a boulder leaning on it and i practiced this and swamped every little stump every little thing that was in this way set up a bore cut hit that trigger and i was like indiana jones when that tree went over but my fault my my escape route was clear so that boulder, I ran away. I got away from it. The boulder moved. Oh yeah, I was screaming. You could hear when I hit that back strap. I I was I was like, ah, like, <laughs> and then just running. Like I was just so like, in it and just like energized and like, I hope you know. Hopefully nothing happens. So I let out that. I don't know. I just where'd the boulder go? Oh, it followed me for a little bit. Oh my god. Yeah, it came to the left, because I was running that way. But I was watching it and running. But my path was clear, so I didn't trip over anything. Wow. How big it, was this boulder? Oh, dude. It was big. I, yeah. I think I remember seeing the pictures of this thing. Yeah. I mean, was the tr yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, it was uh, It was fun. It was fun. But, was you know, fun. that proper plan, yeah. back cut and the escape route, you know, that, that saved me. Yeah. And I was able to do the job successfully. It's number six. Six? Uh, let's see, for six. Here I go. I'm going to start getting lost again because I'm always <laughs> So we got the escape route, and then you wanna you wanna basically this number six is like what is it? <laughs> See, I'm having a hard time now. I'm blanking. Well, you you went over everything kind yeah. of kind of all together. I guess together. yeah, I went everything together. We didn't basically the whole plan is what I just talked about. You yeah, know? yeah. So so on this, you know, doing this, you know, seven part plan that you have there, um, this. Is there anything, I mean, each tree is different, yeah. right? Each tree is different. The plans are different for every single tree uh, for that. But going from the first time you started felling trees to now, were you able to add, you know, different kind of parts along the way? Well, let me let me back up a little bit. On this seven-part plan, each tree is totally different. Your experience level from the time that you created your seven-part plan in the beginning when you just got started, yeah. the time frame it would take you, is there is there a difference or? from the time frame now with a lot more experience or do you do you feel that like you follow the same protocol every single time doing the same thing taking the same amount of time yeah i think it well my speed has gone up but i think the plan still stays the same in my head mm -hmm. i'm just quicker at reading things now because i have the experience you know i know mm -hmm. exactly what to look for what parts of the tree to look at mm -hmm. so it's not like i'm just like focusing around and stuff like yeah, if it's a really nasty tree when I first come up on it, then I'll slow it down mm -hmm. and I'll take my time a little bit more. But with this plan, I already have it ingrained in my head. So I'm reading it like a computer, you know, hanger, hanger, you know, this and that. Uh, it, it's got a cat face, so I got to pull my saw out a little bit on this side when it starts to go over so it doesn't pinch me. Or how mm -hmm. far am I going to take that face cut in? Mm -hmm. What's the hinge going to be like? 10%, yeah. 5%, you know, so it's I'm calculating that as I'm doing my size up. But it's just from experience and uh, years of doing it, you know. It's a yeah. repetition. It's yeah. a repetition. But with it being a repetition, don't become complacent. The moment you come complacent, it bites you in the ass. You know, so don't be complacent. Yeah, you might have this, 
And then some days if you're feeling tired or whatnot, slow it down a bit. Yeah. I remember at Sierra Tahoe, I noticed on Wednesdays and Saturdays, those were my days where I was like, okay, I'm not going to go crazy. These are the days when you start to feel a little bit tired. You know, it's midweek. You better You've been cut working. back a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Cut it back a little bit. And then, you know, you feel good the next two days. And then Saturday, that's, the, that's you know, we have Sunday off. So that's when everyone's thinking about, oh, I'm going to go on the boat. I'm going to party and this. No. Slow it down. Finish the job and get your ass off the mountain and come home, you know. That's good. Now, after after you fell that tree successfully, it's on the ground. What, what do you do after that when that tree hits the ground? Are you going back? Are you reassessing everything? Are you looking at your stump? Oh, yeah. You figuring out, did I make a good cut? Did I not? Exactly. What, what are some of the things you're doing? So I'm looking at my hinge. I'm looking at the corners. Did I have a Dutchman that I didn't see if I was speeding up? What could I have done differently? Where did that tension and compression would come into play? You know, was my lean calcs right? How did it hang on to the stump? Did I put it exactly where I wanted? You know, mm -hmm. so it's like, oh, and, and seeing if my back cut and my uh, my face cut are even, you know, am I a little too high with some stump shot or am I a little low? Am I even with the apex, you know? Mm -hmm. Good. So, you know, re and then that goes with everything, you know, doing a sit rep after you're done of let's why it's fresh in your mind oh, yeah. to look at it because the next tree you may have learned something from the last stump oh yeah and what does perkins always say you know make your stump, next stump, stump your best stump yeah, exactly and stumps don't lie oh. you know he there was um he was telling me a story of uh he did a walk with a uh, utility company and was walking with them and they were looking at stumps and he was like How you know not, not bad not bad he goes looks like someone died there mm -hmm. and they did just by the stump, he had no idea about this, and they looked at him like he was like a ghost. They seen a ghost, and they were like, "Just by looking at the stump, oh, he goes, yeah. somebody died there." Yeah, and no. they're like, "Yeah, that's why we had you out here to look at this." Yeah, it makes sense. And he was just going from stump to stump to stump, and just came across one and seen that. So, yeah. uh, for that, well, cool. Um, what kind of advice can you give somebody that is getting into felling and wants to learn a little bit more? Where do they go? What do they do? I mean, how do you? progress in your knowledge you know yeah, um, i don't so i get this question all the time and it's like well i started on a utility falling crew that's how i cut my teeth i wasn't just out logging or on a fire or whatnot because yeah. to be on a fire you need the hours so i started as on a lineman their high client their climber or whatever and then had them teach me how to fall trees you know so that's how i started so a lot of guys, you know, you can either find a company that gets falling projects and see if they'll take you under the wing, go work for a logger, or, you know. Like How, let me ask you this, though. Uh, somebody wanting to get in a company, you know, so many people knock on people's doors. How would you say that you would accept somebody in if they're like, hey, I, they want to learn how to fall. Come into a company. How would you uh, give them some advice to approach a company like that? Basically, just put it all on the table that you want to prove to them that you're, you know, you, you're, you can be invested in. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is like, who can you invest in and who's not going to die? You know, you can, you can tell a lot by someone by how they, you know, carry themselves. And like my mom always told me an interview, that's the good side of that person. You, you know, they're, they're putting it up. They're fluffing themselves up. You know, that person doesn't come out until like the third month, third or sixth month. And then you start to see their true colors. Yeah. So for me, I don't really start to really, you know, I'll see you. You got you got charisma. You look like a tough dude or a tough woman. You know, you just really have grit. I'll accept you no matter what. But I'll be watching you 
and I'll make sure because when I know those three or six months, you know, what's your work ethic like when you're tired and, and you know, it's raining out mm-hmm. and we're all out here getting after it and you're just wanting to No, I'm not yeah. doing that. Like, yeah. So good. Good. That's it. You know, go in there and, and put it all on the line. Yeah, exactly. You know, and be, be honest, be truthful. Uh, and people people will see that genuine uh, spirit about yourself and, and want to bring you in to, to teach you. I can't remember so many people. You know, I've had a lot of people come to me and be like, I just want it. I yeah. want it. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. You yeah. got 90 days. Let's see. Let's see how you are. And I'm I like, hate, like, you hear all these people like, yeah, hard work, you know, this and that. And like, you know, it's kind of like a hard work culture now. It's like, you don't even need to do that. You just need to prove yourself. Like, yeah. don't be like, oh, I took all this. Cause like I, my career has proven myself, you know, yeah. and I just, you know, just, don't talk about it. Be about it. You know, don't talk about it. Be about it. Well, guys, <laughs> listen, uh, that's Matt Meckley on uh, seven part falling plan. Uh, listen to it. Share it. If you got something out of it, uh, put it out there, you know, to help somebody. But uh, Matt, appreciate you sharing no, that I, and, and giving some of your knowledge and little tip tidbits and things out there. Appreciate no, I it, appreciate you two tree guys, the Academy VSG and everything, you know, it's, pretty cool to see all this so thank you it is it is man so guys if you liked it remember put it out there pay the fee don't be a jerk uh we appreciate everybody listening today uh and to remember to continue to elevate the standard of our industry through safety training and innovation out